This is News Source 1 Michiana. Your balanced source of news for the community. Welcome to Michiana Speak Out with Keith Thews. An interactive podcast where we can talk to you or you can speak to us. The show begins right after the national news. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. President Biden has signed three bills into law aimed at supporting military veterans and their families. The first bill I will sign requires the Government Accounting Office to assess whether there are disparities associated with race and ethnicity when it comes to VA benefits and disability ratings. The other two support pregnant veterans and lower educational costs for surviving spouses and children. New York City has approved safe havens for people to use heroin and other narcotics. The city calls them overdose prevention centers. They're also called supervised injection sites. They're still illegal at the federal level. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has warned that Russian aggression along Ukraine's northern border would trigger what he called serious consequences. We know that uh, Russia often combines uh, those efforts with uh, internal efforts to destabilize a country. That's part of the uh, part of the playbook, and we're looking at it uh, very closely. At today's news conference in Riga, Latvia, U.S. consumer confidence fell to a nine-month low this month, lowest since February. This morning's report by the conference board puts it down two points since last month. The AP's Shelley Adler reports. The conference board says that concerns about rising prices and to a lesser degree lingering worries about the Delta variant were the primary drivers of the decline. There was an even larger drop this week at the University of Michigan's gauge of consumer sentiment, which fell in November to a decade low. U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has told lawmakers that the Omicron variant poses downside risks to employment and economic activity and increases uncertainty on inflation. It's really about transmissibility. It's about the ability of the existing uh, vaccines to to address any new variant. And it's about the severity of the disease once it is contracted. Health officials say they'll know more about those answers and Omicron over the next two weeks. Seeing strong price gains in the U.S. housing market in this morning's report by S&P CoreLogic Case Schiller shows home prices up 19.1 percent in September, with Phoenix as the nation's hottest market, price gains there of 33.1 percent, followed by Tampa and Miami. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says temporary vaccination centres in England will be popping up like Christmas trees in a bid to defeat the threat posed by the Omicron variant of COVID-19. He says the country aims to offer every adult a booster shot by the end of January. We're going to be throwing everything at it in order to ensure that everyone eligible is offered that booster in, as I say, just over two months. There'll be temporary vaccination centres popping up like Christmas trees and we'll deploy at least 400 military personnel to assist the efforts of our NHS alongside, of course, the fantastic Jabs Army of volunteers. But there is still a lack of clarity over what kind of threat the new strain poses. The co-founder of the BioNTech pharmaceutical firm said today that he believes the vaccines will most likely offer protection against the variant. The chairman of America's Federal Reserve Bank, Jerome Powell, is warning that Omicron could fuel more global economic instability. Reporting that story from FSN's Washington bureau, Kate Fisher. He said that greater concerns about the virus could reduce people's willingness to work in person, 
which would slow progress in the labour market and intensify supply chain disruptions. His remarks come just days after fears over the new COVID variant drove investors to ditch US stocks. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 900 points, or 2.5%, on Friday, marking its worst session of the year. NATO foreign ministers are warning Russian President Vladimir Putin of serious consequences if the Kremlin attempts an invasion of Ukraine. They met today in Latvia and said they wanted to send an unmistakable message to Russia, which continues to mass troops along its border with eastern Ukraine. NATO Secretary-General Jen Stoltenberg. There will be a high price to pay for Russia uh, if they once again use force against the independent sovereign nation uh, Ukraine. Uh, we have demonstrated our ability to impose costs, economic, political actions, and also uh, over the years also increased our uh, military presence in this region. Barbados has become the world's newest republic after formally removing Britain's Queen Elizabeth II as the country's head of state. Prince Charles, heir to the British throne, was in Bridgetown for last night's ceremony and acknowledged the ills of colonialism in his remarks. From the darkest days of our past and the appalling atrocity of slavery, which forever stains our history, the people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude. Emancipation, self-government and independence were your waypoints. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, more on the anger in South Africa over the travel bans implemented by many governments following the emergence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. President Biden insisted yesterday he does not believe the US ban on travellers from South Africa, where the variant was first sequenced, will lead other countries to be wary of sharing information about any additional strains they identify. The reason for the immediate travel ban is there were a significant number of cases. We needed time to give people an opportunity to say, get that vaccination now before it heads. It's gonna move around the world. But I don't, uh, I don't think anyone's going to be reluctant to report. But South Africa's health minister, Joe Pachler, says travel bans are the wrong way to respond. And he echoed President Cyril Ramaphosa's call for them to be lifted immediately. We have been here before. We have seen it in practice that it doesn't work. The U.S. Uh, did that in the beginning of uh, COVID-19 from China, imposed the ban. But throughout the various waves of COVID-19, we have come to terms with the fact that even by the time we were informed by the scientists that there's this yeah. variant, it was already everywhere. And the former head of President Biden's COVID-19 response team also said the travel bans are ineffective and urged the White House instead to rush millions of doses of vaccines to the sub-Sahara. The main news again. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says temporary vaccination centres in England will be popping up like Christmas trees in a bid to defeat the threat posed by the Omicron variant of COVID-19. NATO foreign ministers are warning Russian President Vladimir Putin of serious consequences if he attempts to invade Ukraine. And Barbados has become the world's newest republic. It formally removed Queen Elizabeth II as the country's head of state. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. Good afternoon. We start with horrible news out of Michigan in the four o'clock hour. We have three people who are dead and six who are wounded at a high school shooting 
up in Michigan. The shooter is a 15-year-old student. It is at a high school. And for more details, please go immediately to News Source 1 Michiana. We have a couple of live feeds that I've shared, plus information. The original breaking news came at the 4 o'clock hour from Fox News Radio. When will these shootings stop? Somebody needs to be on the ball and watching out for these crisis situations because senseless tragedies and death are becoming far too common as the years go by. Uh, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we had another school shooting, which we brought here with breaking news again on this podcast. And here we go again, just before the turn of the month into December, last month of the year. At this time, would you just take a pause and say a prayer for all those affected by this particular school shooting in Michigan? Amen. For more information, again, go to our podcast headquarters on New Source One, Michiana, on Facebook. Now I'm going to turn things over to John Schaefer for our local top story. Hi, this is John Schaefer with a interesting news piece. Coach Brian Kelly of Notre Dame University, who is the head coach, is accepting a new job at LSU. This comes as a major shock to Notre Dame and to its fans, and actually to the whole world. Um, There are possible top replacements that are being considered for his replacement at Notre Dame as head coach. First one is Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach. Second is Luke Fickel, Fickle, Cincinnati head coach. Third is Marcus Freeman, who is the Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Number four, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville's Jaguars head coach. Number five is Brent Venables, Clemson defensive coordinator and associate head coach. It'll be interesting to see who actually is selected by Notre Dame to replace Coach Kelly. We do wish Coach Kelly much success. He has been pretty well loved through his career at Notre Dame as head coach. Um, They have a pretty good season this year, and 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see when he starts this job. And uh, will Coach Kelly represent the team at the future bowl game? So we shall all learn in the days ahead. But we wish, we wish Coach Kelly a very happy career at LSU. This has been an update on Coach Kelly leaving Notre Dame's football program. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, this news. Uh, welcome back to Michigan Speak Out. My name is Keith. And uh, the big news of the night last night was what you just heard. I was quite shocked when I went through Facebook and saw that John had shared this information that uh, Coach Kelly decided to uh, hang it up. But as you can hear, Urban Meyer's name is back on the list. Other hot notables are the um, defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, as well as the uh, the coach from Cincinnati. Those last two names have really been uh, mentioned at work uh, by Zach Foster. Um, he thinks that the coach out of uh, Cincinnati may be the one to uh, to get picked, but that defensive coordinator um, from Notre Dame may also be picked. So we will be definitely staying hotly on top of this and we'll keep you informed of the latest developments. If you want to see the actual discussion video from Swarbrick, please go to our Facebook of News Source 1, Michiana. We're on a little bit of a shorter podcast this afternoon, getting through some of the main points today. And it is Giving Tuesday. So let's see what John Schaefer has again on this Giving Tuesday. Good morning. This is John Schaefer with an update for Giving Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, and it is November 30th, 21. And this Tuesday, many charities across the U.S. are counting on millions of people to give a donation to their website or to their Facebook page for Giving Tuesday because some of those funds will be matched. Now, Michiana 5 for the Homeless on Facebook also has a link to give to this worthy organization and is very much needed to help the homeless in South Bend, Elkhart, Mishawaka area. So please consider going to the Facebook page for Michiana 5 for the homeless and donate if you can. Also many other worthy organizations that help children health, that help children diseases, that help 
pets that help uh, people suffering with cancer. Um, other homeless organizations across the U.S. Uh, those with uh, who are fighting breast cancer. There's endless organizations all begging and asking today especially for your funds, your donation, your generosity. So please stop for a moment and give something to help someone else. You'll be glad you did. They'll be glad you did. And it can really make a difference when it adds up and it's matched and it's multiplied and thousands of people do the same thing. If you start a spark or if you share your giving publicly on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it might encourage someone else to do the same. Have a great Tuesday, but make it a great giving Tuesday as well. Thank you so much. Michigan Five for the Homeless has done so much good for so many people in need. So please, if you can, contribute to Michigan Five for the Homeless as well as any other charity of your choice or civic organization. I know that WFRN has been collecting for their big community, Christian community um, gathering place, and they are still in need of more funds toward the $300,000 mark. Please help give during this uh, winter when they're not doing a major public collection, just doing through the internet. Uh, Sturgis has a number of uh, collections as well, and as well as the Elkhart County uh, Historical Museum in Bristol. I saw a Facebook post of that, um, and so many other good organizations, Salvation Army, United Way. Um, so, so please help on this Giving Tuesday, the fourth and final financial holiday that always takes place at this time. Well, get out and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Um, temperatures are going to be up in the 40s to maybe scratching 50. The lows are going to be down into the uh, freezing. So get out and enjoy it. Finish raking those leaves. Clear out those eaves. I know I got to do that to my property. And uh, just enjoy the rest of the day. And again, please... We will keep you up to date on the latest on Notre Dame. We will also definitely keep you up to date this afternoon if anything more breaks in Michigan with that horrific another high school shooting. The 15-year-old shooter is in custody. So let's go ahead and go on to our FSN spotlight as well as Happy and Whole on Him, another new updated episode from Pastor Joel we have a song, another one, this time from uh, Goshen up at the old bag factory. 
and our great friend over there who runs the jam, Mr. Bill Landau. He's got his music store in the old Froggy 102.7 radio studios on the second floor. As you go up, you can see where the studios used to be, and that's where his shop is. So go out and continue to shop your local stores. We have Paul Harvey coming up, and we'll wrap things up. So get out and enjoy your Tuesday. Continue to pray and continue to monitor for the latest developments. Also, today, if you are also members of Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio, or if you remember the Christmas train, the Canadian Pacific Holiday Train, um, this is the uh, a picture and video sharing night on Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio because the train is not going through a second time this year through northern Indiana and lower Michigan. So we're doing another sharing night on our sister station, Facebook page so have fun with that enjoy the old memories and in 2022 the train should be fully operational through united states you are tuned into michelle speak out more coming up with fsn spotlight i'm simon marks today more on the anger in south africa over the travel bans implemented by many governments following the emergence of the omicron variant of covid19 president biden insisted yesterday he does not believe the u.s ban on travelers from south africa where the variant was first sequenced will lead other countries to be wary of sharing information about any additional strains they identify the reason for the immediate travel ban is there were a significant number of cases. We needed time to give people an opportunity to say, get that vaccination now before it heads. It's going to move around the world. But I don't, uh, I don't think anyone's going to be reluctant to report. But South Africa's health minister, Joe Pachler, says travel bans are the wrong way to respond. And he echoed President Cyril Ramaphosa's call for them to be lifted immediately. We've been here before. We have seen it in practice that it doesn't work. The U.S. Uh, did that in the beginning of uh, COVID-19 from China, imposed a ban. But throughout the various waves of COVID-19, we have come to terms with the fact that even by the time we were informed by the scientists that there's this yeah. variant, it was gone. It was already everywhere. And the former head of President Biden's COVID-19 response team also said the travel bans are ineffective and urged the White House instead to rush millions of doses of vaccines to the sub-Sahara. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Greetings, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. This week's Advent theme is hope. And hope is especially important this time of year. I was in a prayer meeting yesterday with some Christian brothers and we found we were struggling with varying levels of depression. Depression is no respecter of our faith. Christians get depressed too, as David Murray wrote. Depression. It stalks many of us, and when it gets a hold of us, sometimes you just cannot seem to shake free of it. William Styron likened depression to a veritable howling tempest in the brain. What do you think of that? A mood swing can come on quick like a storm, but oftentimes it doesn't blow over. The connection to weather, I think, is fitting as depression increases when winter comes, and you can begin to feel exactly as it looks outside miserable and gray. 
Depression, like snow, can blanket you, leaving you cold and numb. The holidays, which should be joyful, end up being sorrowful. Now, we may be able to put our finger on some causes. There's many causes of depression. It's certainly spiritual in nature. Don't forget, we are bodies too. Depression has physical reasons as better sleep, a better diet, sunshine, even medication can alleviate depression. But the fact remains there is no cure to what is a global epidemic. Wonderfully, Pastor Joel is here to help you. No, I'm not trained professionally to be a counselor. But the good news is I happen to know a counselor, a wonderful one. And I'm trained in the Bible, which tells us that depression is not what God wants for us. God dwells in heaven, glorious heaven, where all is light. But his joyful reality was not helping us. I mean, think about it. Knowing it's a sunny day in Florida for someone else is no help to us in Indiana on a gray November day. So God acted from heaven. As we hear Isaiah prophesy in chapter 9, verse 2, Isaiah saw the people of the world walked in darkness. They dwelt in the land of deep darkness, but suddenly they see a great light. Suddenly they find themselves not gray and miserable, but basking in sunlight. What is this future event Isaiah is talking about? He writes in Isaiah 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah has gotten a glimpse of the birth of Jesus Christ that first Christmas morn. What a great verse. We've probably seen it on Christmas cards. It's a verse that gives us hope. But have you ever stopped to think about how crazy this sounds? This world is filled with so much darkness. Much of the world is impoverished. Folks, they suffer daily from disease, war, lack of resources. And here we are in a nation where many of us have lots of medical options, security, and plenty. Is it any less dark? Many of us are depressed despite all our abundance. It's clear the solution to this pervading, ever-present darkness has to come from outside us, from God. And Isaiah says, good news, God has sent help. Great, Isaiah, what is our hope? And out peeks a little baby. A baby boy is the answer. Friends, God is saying with no jest, I can do more through him than you could ever imagine. I will cast out the centuries of global darkness with an infant. Friends, that is what Jesus came to do on a cold winter night. Do you notice the first title given to Jesus? Wonderful Counselor. I told you I know a wonderful counselor, remember? Jesus came like we do into our world, vulnerable and relatable which we see because he became human like us, gentle and lowly and literally born in the darkness. Do you hear your counselor calling you to come when you're weary and heavy laden? See Matthew 11:28 28 to 30. Jesus wants you to spend time with him, letting him counsel you from his word every day. It is a means to lift your burden, to help you discover rest for your soul. Friends, there is a way in which depression can be a tool to help you see your need of Jesus. Let that mood swing be a prompt to breathe in his counsel. 
and breathe out a prayer. Spend daily time with your counselor and learn his wonderful rhythms of grace. And I'll close by reminding us that this baby was also mighty God. That is what gives us hope. Not only Jesus did Jesus have the power to conquer all our enemies, sin, death, and the devil, Jesus has brought in the resurrection life. And that is a sure hope for you and I going forward. Jesus came, friend, once to open the way to life and light everlasting. And you can be certain that he didn't go through all the trouble of the crib and the cross without having a plan to return, to come and to bring you home into his glory. That's our hope. Remember who you are and who you belong to. Now, the rest of the story. Football season at West Point. A team known simply, eloquently, ominously as Army. And there was a hole in the game schedule. Not a very big hole. One open date, November 1. None of the big teams was available. So how about a pushover, an obscure team to play Army that day? Such a team was invited and the pushover team accepted. Few expected much of a contest for Army, even the worthiest of opponents, had been transformed into tackling dummies. So perhaps with a touch of sadism, Army fans were looking forward to November 1. Everyone was predicting a slaughter. And that's what they got. Now it's the 1st of November. The visiting team had arrived by train. West Point cadets were sharpening their claws. If neither challenging nor even interesting, the Army teammates agreed, the game was still going to be fun. Now to the visitors' camp. The visitors' football team was barely recognized as such in the East. Their opponents this day were the big guns. They established the confident ones. Army, ultimately formidable. So what do you do? What do you do? You're the little team now. The unknowns. What you do is razzle-dazzle. Razzle-dazzle, a flashy, unorthodox secret weapon especially designed to disestablish the Army's defense. Razzle-dazzle. Oh, yeah, technically they'd looked it up. It was legal. Had been legal for seven years. Had been used in high schools. And yet this unconventional strategy was the one the visitors decided to employ on this day. They practiced razzle-dazzle all summer. Now they were going to use it against the cadets of West Point. Well, the visitors tried razzle-dazzle twice early in the first quarter and failed both times. The Army players shook their heads, visibly amused. The secret weapon had misfired. And then one of the ends on this little visiting team began limping. He was faking. He was faking, but Army forgot about him. The visitors attempted their razzle-dazzle again, using that end as their key man, and he scored a nice clean touchdown. First blood. Enough was enough. Army lashed back with two touchdowns through sheer power, hard rushing, hard tackling. The visitors were now being trounced, and yet the undaunted visitors continued their unorthodox razzle-dazzle. It led to another touchdown. And another. And then another. By game's end, Mighty Army had been upset unbelievably by a score of 13 to 35. Some sports analysts call this the most important football game ever played because of the significance of razzle-dazzle. The unorthodox tactic, previously relegated to Midwestern high school football, 
Razzle Dazzle thereafter became football's super weapon. Remember that end on the visiting team, the one who faked a limp to get going in the first quarter? His name was Newt Rockney. So by now, perhaps you have guessed that the unknowns, the pushovers, the obscure Midwest college team which emerged from obscurity, the underdogs of November 1, 1913, were the Fighting Irish. And Razzle Dazzle? Nothing more nor less than throwing the ball. Razzle Dazzle has since been renamed the Forward Pass. And now you know the rest of the story. On Christmas Day so long ago when I was just a boy Neat the tree from Dad to me, a wonderful new toy a Lionel train with six new cars, an engine with a light. Whistle too, because Dad knew it had to be just right. Clickety-clack around the track, it circled neat the tree. Dad wouldn't let me touch it yet, but that was fine with me. Clickety-clack, and it came back, boy it sure was fun. To know I loved my daddy, and he sure loved his son. Every year at Christmas time, that train we'd both unpack. Oil up the engine and hook up all the track. With loving care, set up the cars, the engine and caboose. Dad plugged it in and then would call, okay, give it the juice. Clickety-clack around the track, it circled neat the tree. I was growing older, but time moved too slow for me. Clickety-clack, and it came back, that special Christmas joy, when the engineers would take around my daddy and his boy. Grown up and married and have my little boy On his second Christmas I gave him that old toy He loves it just like I did, such a happy lad Perfect recreation for my boy and his dad Clickety-clack around the track, it circled neat the tree Favorite times that I recalls when my dad played with me Clickety-clack, and it came back, now time speeds quickly by. I realize it's now my turn to give it my best try.
How my child loves that old train around the tree And cherishes the time that he can spend with me He says that he's waiting for future Christmas joy When he grows up he'll be a dad and give it to his boy Clickety-clack around the track, the seasons fly so fast Measured in relationships, just memories shall last Christmas time is special for building memories For boys and dads and granddads and trains around the trees For boys and dads and granddads and trains around the trees This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.